0: And welcome back to episode 3 of my story of rowing solo and unsupported across the Atlantic Ocean. So I left off in episode 2 with the line, I was rewarded. That was in the context of controlling what I could control and persevering through the fight. Even though everything was working against me, I focused, I concentrated, I redirected my mind and my concentration to something that was in my control, and that brought me back to the present moment, and I stayed in that state as long as I could, and when I came out of it, I redirected back and redirected back and redirected back to something that was within my control. In this case, it was rowing a little 7-meter ocean rowing boat. But the concentrations were much more uh, specific. They were down to the finest detail. So um, it could break it down again into rowing into either body position um, or the technique of rowing, and then uh, the effort you're putting through that position and that technique, and then you can break it down even more into Much smaller details, like how much power am I putting through my left quad? Or how is my uh, right ankle um, moving in the foot pad? What is my lower back doing? What is my spine doing? Am I braced? Am I um, fully uh, extending through the stroke? Am I getting the most out of every stroke? These are all little things, little uh, cues I was using to redirect my mind to a controllable something that put me in a present, neutralized state, rather than thinking about oh, fuck me, I'm going nowhere. I mean, there's four thousand seven hundred I don't know forty four kilometers to go, and I'm going at point five of a knot. I'm going nowhere. I'm getting nowhere. If you remember, I. In that seven hours, the first seven hour block I did on day one, I made four miles, and in the second seven hour block after a 45 minute rest, I made six miles, so ten miles. Normally, like I said in episode one, you do 45 to 50 miles with that effort. So I was like, I mean crawling is a overstatement. I mean I was just I was going nowhere, but I just kept grinding, kept grinding, kept grinding. Um, And eventually, like I talked about, I was rewarded because Mother Nature. I don't know if it was because of my grind or just she was doing what she does. Um, But she switched those winds back into the stern of the boat, back into the back of the boat. And then she started to push me away um, at about 6 or 7 p.m. the evening of day two. Um, And here's the video I made. Day two, um, 48 hours done now. Um, just over actually, uh, been on the hours all morning and just going to take in a little bit of, a, maybe an hour's break, it's, it's really hot outside, so not a bad time to uh, just uh, rest up for an hour or so. Um, uh, a lot better than yesterday. Um, yeah, yesterday was, um, today sorry, this, this last 24 hours, um, was pretty positive um still not much winds but making headway grinding on the oars and 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 um and getting getting places uh there was a nice shift around seven o'clock yesterday evening uh, where we got a little bit of um winds and 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 wave direction and currents, so I was able to get uh, a little bit of speed up which up until now apart from leaving the marina wasn't possible um it's been a bit of concern um uh coming through on the sat phone uh because of my uh my video post my first one um which is uh hugely appreciative um that being said uh i you know i I don't i put myself in these positions to be challenged and i don't expect it to be all um sunshine and lollipops you know there there will be low times and um uh yesterday was one of them um that <laughs> i didn't expect it to be after 24 hours i must say um so that was a little bit of surprise and a surprise that the body went into such kind of a state of shock but yeah it adapted really quickly and um you know i suppose that's down to a lot of the training i would have done um and uh um you know i i um i stayed positive uh, most of the time so um And we kept grinding and we got through it and today like i said the last 24 hours is much better Um, and we'll continue to do that and there'll be other times where there'll be lows and highs and um, and uh yeah eventually we'll we'll hopefully get there so uh thanks for any you know any your messages or concerns which um you know um this is what i'm here for so uh so um yeah uh yeah. I I was I like I didn't want to insult anyone, and I felt like the sentences or the sentence or the options of sentences that I had on my head in my head to finish that video piece was going to be quite insulting, considering you know people are like just trying to show you support. Um, in uh, what was a very difficult period, um, and I was just trying to relay that um, state that I found myself in as honestly and authentically as possible. I suppose what people didn't realise is that's what I was there for. Now I didn't. I knew, like, I mean, I knew this was going to challenge me to my core. What I didn't expect was to be challenged like that on day one. You know, I knew things were coming and I was prepared for it uh, mentally and physically. um, Even, I would say, on some level, emotionally. However, why I was so shook was because it happened so quickly, so close to the start. I mean, I just, I didn't see that coming. It never entered my head as a um, probable or possible issue and something I should prepare for. So that's why I was so shook. But my mentality going into these things is, I want to be challenged. I want it to be as hard as it can possibly be, because that's where I'm going to get the growth. That's where I'm going to get the insights and the learnings. And that's where I'm going to see parts of my character that are inaccessible in daily life. I mean, they're so far from inaccessible. Like they're just There's layers and layers and layers of um, adversity that has to come at you to get to them. And I know in these big, huge endeavours that those layers of adversity or those layers are going to be broken through and I'm going to be exposed and I'm going to see parts of myself, my character that I don't like and sometimes that I do like, that I really, really, really like and appreciate. But the ones that I don't like, this is my way of getting to them through these amazing experiences. So my mentality is, my attitude is, I want it to be as hard as it can possibly be. And I got exactly what I wanted on day one. That doesn't mean that those states that you find yourself in when they come on are are easy. That doesn't mean that Next time you'll navigate them better than last time. It means that you just have to find the way through. It's so on the edge of you and your existence that it is chaotic. It is destructive. It is stressful. It is um, overwhelming. And you've got to find the way through. That's what I want. That's what I want. Because I know I'm going to learn so much from that, those moments, and the more volume of time I can spend in them, the more I'm going to push, I'm going to edge myself, I'm going to grow myself, uh, I'm going to expand myself a little bit more on the spectrum of Damien Brown, and that's why I go into these things. So, I mean, that's, I've earned that attitude through building an association between action hard hard action and reward and it's it's been patterned and it's been layered over years and years and years and years so it's not easy for people to um to understand and i I really didn't want to insult anyone by kind of saying thanks but no thanks or you know uh, like and i was of course i'm grateful i really want people to follow i really want people to follow um and I was grateful for the messages coming in, but I also felt there was a part of me like, and this might sound, geez, I hope if I hope it doesn't sound ignorant, I hope it doesn't sound like um, ungrateful, because I was grateful, and I was, uh, if the if the sat phone hadn't been ringing, I would have had a very different attitude, or or text coming through, but um, it's you know, it's it's you know I was I was thanking people and I didn't really want to upset anyone with by seeming ungrateful I suppose is what the point I'm trying to get to that I wasn't I was grateful but I'm here for that I want those experiences I want them to be as hard as possible I want them to shape me to my core uh, and I want to try and relay that I want to try and um, articulate the state I found myself in and how I got through it through certain mental uh, redirects or processes or tricks, uh, and then maybe somebody can use that in their lives, or or not. So that was um, that was the big kind of trail off at the end of that video, um, because I was just conscious that you know this could seem ungrateful, and that is not the intention. Far from it. It's just you know you got to understand that. There's a reason I'm here, a reason I, I put myself in these positions and it is to be um, challenged to my core because it's only then. That is only, that is true challenge when you are, you know, when you are pushed like that to to find the way through, when you're shook, when there's doubts, when there's chaos, when there's darkness, when there's negativity. That's true challenge and that's what I got a little bit early, but I got it um, and I look back and I'm very happy. Uh, I learned a lot, I put a lot of clarity around Um, certain certain ways and certain uh, mental organizations that I just built up through years and years and years but wouldn't have been able to word or articulate very well. Before we go any further, I just want to make the point that... um, so that was one. I think I made that video around one or two p.m. on what would be considered day three because it was forty-eight hours into the race. So I, as we go through this, um, I judged the days by I started at one p.m. on day one, and day two didn't start till one p.m. On day two and and so forth so everything was kind of 1 p.m to 1 p.m the way i measured my mileage um the way i set out my day when i closed off a day and opened up a new chapter of the day so you know if it does get a little bit confusing sometimes there's overlaps you know oh that was that day three he's talking about because it's you know that's the way i uh, measured my days from 1 p.m to 1 p.m because they started at 1 p.m and I did. You know, it was, it was a nice um, marker to work from. So I was like, I was, of course, appreciative of the concern, but I was getting some at that stage. I was getting some insights, finally starting to kind of shed some light on what had gone wrong during that first twenty-four to thirty-six hours. You know i talked about in episode two just having all these questions and not being able to um, pinpoint an answer to the question so you know i could start to work on a solution of some type it was it was just adding to the confusion and the um, the chaos inside you know because it's very hard to work off if you don't have an answer um Well, you know, there's no foundation to work off, work a solution off. So that just made the the state I was in more and more confusion. But you know, as I pushed through it and finally had a little bit of luck on my side with modern Na- nature deciding to uh, give me a helping hand away from the islands. Finally, uh, I had a little bit more space, and of course, a lot of the internal chaos had gone. The confusion I, I had you know, mental space uh, to work off. And I started to kind of realize my uh, mistakes uh, and what I had, um, some decisions I had made long, long before that had really come to effect that first 48 hours. I mentioned in episode two, it took 588 days to prepare for this, or when I committed to Uh, this race and paid the deposit was 588 days before the start. I sat down there and then and kind of mapped out a training program right to the start. Now, very loosely, because that's a huge period of time. It was 19 months. What I thought, um, and I was incorrect in thinking this, but what I thought at the time was this is such a large block of time. This has so much to go into it. I will need an equally large or like a proportionally large amount of time to taper. So, some of you might have heard of tapering um, in marathon running or ultra running. It's basically the period of time you let your body adapt to the stimulus and to the peaking stimulus you've given it um, in your training program. So, if you think you have a marathon... um, In two weeks time uh, you've been building up to that for whatever 10 weeks you do one more week's training you do one more week's training and then you take the last week to taper so you just absolutely dial back hugely on the volume and you let your body rest recover adapt and and um peak uh, for the race that's the idea right so I was thinking, okay, 19 months preparation, you know, how long do I need off to taper for this thing? And I'm, I'm not a big fan of not training, um, just for the, the mental benefits. Um, I just feel that you're either moving forward or you're going backwards. Um, so I like short enough tapers. I wouldn't have, I would have, especially running up to an event, you know, four or five, six days max. But I was thinking this has been so long I'm gonna take two weeks. So I gave myself um, a two week period where I was like, I'm not gonna train. I'm gonna be in Lagomera anyway, I'm going to be ready in the boats, so I'm gonna be pretty busy. It's kind of it works in well and if I want I'll do some uh, mobility work, some stretching work and that I knew I was out there the year before, so I knew the little town there, I knew there was a park and you know, I was just I knew there was no real, no decent gyms even to train in anyway. So I wasn't too pushed. And it just seemed to be the right thing to do. So that was the plan. Um, as it worked out, about five days before I was due to fly to Lagomera, I competed in the Irish Indoor Rowing Championships. So this was all part of my training and peaking for the Tallister risky Atlantic Challenge, the long row. So competed in the 500 and the 1,000 and um, set PBs for both and broke the national record for both. So perfect, right? I couldn't be in better condition. I mean, I've never rode as fast, um, felt strong, felt fit, really felt like I'd nailed the peak. And so the question was, that was a Saturday in UL and I'm driving up the road home going flying on, I think it was Thursday to Gomera what's the point here in like continuing this last kind of five days training? Is there, am I going to get into and from it? Is it going to make me, um, any better, um, uh, in that period? Or am I risking, you know, am I taking a bit of a risk with injury in that? I, I wasn't, but I justified it to myself that, you know, you're not really going to improve here. So that added another five days to the 14 I'd already given myself. And then we got out to the race um it might have even been seven days no no i'm doing the maths in my head anyway yeah i think i might have been flying on the saturday so seven days so that added another uh, let's say that now that was 21 days i was giving myself as a taper and then what well, the race actually got put back two days because of those crazy weather conditions so that added another two so that was 23 days so basically it was 23 days before i'd done anything i had like just detrained my body had gone soft my mind had gone soft and then with all the emotion and the energy and the anticipation and the adrenaline and the intentions that I had, um tore into rowing for six hours straight and then boom, everything went wrong. And it's because my body just was not, wasn't ready for that because I hadn't done anything for 23 days apart from get fat. I mean, I put on about 10 kilos since I got to... Uh, lagomera and eating and doing nothing and eating because I knew I was going to lose so much weight out there so I was like yeah tapas I was having bread with to bread bread I've never had so much bread in all my life and my weight was flying up because of the you know the sedate lifestyle I was living um and, you know, I'd be used to training basically every day so um yeah I just detrained and then wasn't ready for it and with all the adrenaline that, that hit it for those first few hours and then bang everything just went wrong and that's when the cramping came on and it's like what are you doing we're not used my, my body said to me what are you doing not like this we're not not prepared for this thankfully so that was the reasoning behind everything going wrong uh, i didn't get to this until i think it was like like in this day or the, the next day i had some space to think about it but thankfully like I wasn't ready, but I'd also done 19 months of training and I've been training my whole life. So 20 odd years at that point. So my body adapted really quickly. Like you can't hide that work. Okay. My body had gone soft on a very superficial level and my mind also had gone soft, but you can't hide that volume of work you've done in your life. So my body did come around pretty quickly. Uh, once it got a bit of rest and once it got a bit of space to recuperate and once I got a bit of um, water and a, a couple of shakes into me I was able to recover pretty quickly and it was it was able to adapt to that um, shocking stimulus that I had scented for those first few hours, you know. Um, so that was I guess was nice to nice to get some clarity on that um, and kind of get some answers to the questions that, you know, had been incredibly confusing up until then. The successes in the preparation and my body was prepared um, and it was, it had been trained to um, incredible standards to be ready for the worst. Whatever was gonna happen My goal was to succeed in getting across the Atlantic. So my body was trained to withstand the worst that could be thrown at me and still persevere and still work and still drive forward and succeed in what I was trying to achieve. When I think about the first five, six, seven days Looking back kind of now and I suppose over the last couple of years, it's one big kind of blur of trying. Um, the sentence that comes up when I think about it is trying to learn to live in that environment. Um, just trying to find a routine. Um, and you, you'll hear me mention it in um, the video for day three, which is coming up. Uh, and in, in other videos over this next week or 10 days, because there's a bit of a glitch in the information that has been touted around solo ocean rowing, because a lot of people you will talk to haven't rowed as a solo and they talk a lot about the one positive as a solo is you get to make up your own routine. Whereas if you're in a team, it's mostly two hours on, two hours off, two hours on, two hours off until you get to the other end, nonstop, 24 hours a day, where well, you be told loads, ah, oh, you're solo, you get to kind of do what you want and you make up your own routine and you find your feet in that first few days. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. I listened um, and it was a mistake. I should have gone in with a strict routine because it was it was adding to my angst that I felt like I was getting it wrong or I wasn't doing enough work um, or I was I didn't have that discipline that was needed around timings. You know, I was like, I wasn't holding myself accountable through the discipline and through the commitment of, no, you're working now for two hours. I this is a three hour block on the oars. So like I was finding ways around that then going, oh, well I've wrote for two hours. Like Even if you, you loosely had a number in your head, which I remember often going, I'll do two or three hours now. And then you're two hours, 20 minutes in. Well, you'll justify that to yourself by saying, um, I have, well, I've done two hours, I don't have to do three. You know? So you're giving yourself a way out. And that was a big mistake. That added to a lot of um, psychological discomfort for me. Uh, and I will mention that over the next few videos, uh, live from the ocean, you know, um, so you'll hear me talking about that and eventually starts to grind me down, you know, because I am not being, um, accountable to my standards. Uh, so it's regrettable and it took me ages to actually figure that out, that that was the thing that was causing me angst. And I thought, fo- I suppose eventually did find a routine that became, um, became my normal day, but like I, I, Undoubtedly, I should have gone into this with a fixed routine and then manipulated it when I kind of learned to live on the ocean, you know, when I learned to survive out there comfortably. um, I mean, mentally comfortable, you know, just fuck all the physical comfort out there. So um, routine, routine, routine was a big thing, just trying to figure that out at the start. Um, Thankfully, I didn't have any more you know, weather issues this first week or so, um, the weather stayed reasonably positive and that helped hugely in, you know, giving me time to kind of tr- try and find that routine. I remember actually, uh, I remember, I know I mentioned in this upcoming video, but sleep as well was a um, <laughs> was something that I... I gravitated to pretty quickly. I mean, I, I remember a couple of times just not being able to keep my eyes open and not been able to focus, actually. You know, I kind of, my eyes would go into this real blurry state. Uh, I don't know what it was out of, like a, I, I'm reluctant to say it was because of lack of sleep, because I was sleeping loads, but my eyes would just go into this like, almost like, I don't know, It was like a blur of the horizon. It was like you kind of focused out, but it was... um, Yeah, it was... (laughs) I I don't know how to describe it. I want to say it was like from the inside of my eye out. um, And it, it, it kind of... It just... It blurred out the image that I should be seeing and it made me really tired. And when your bed is only... Uh, about a meter from you, and it's the kind of dry, warm place on the boat. It's uh, it's a place you find yourself crawling into pretty quickly. Um, I'm going to play the video from day three now and um, get you guys listen to some of my thoughts on this stuff. Day three. Uh, three full days down, 72 hours in. Um, yeah, getting into a bit more routine, pretty, pretty boring stuff to be honest. Which nothing is really, nothing really cool to report. Not feeling too, um, not feeling too uh down or anything like that. No, just, just in a kind of um very steady state. Um, just churning away, sleeping loads, probably oversleeping uh in the evenings. Um, but I, I'm like absolutely exhausted. Um, so. Uh, I'm taking that extra two hours, three hours um because i'm I realize this is so early days it's only like I said it's only day three could be out here for another seventy or eighty days at least so uh conditions are pretty good, winds and all that's going in my favor uh, a little bit so so making a bit of ground even when i even when I am asleep, which is it's i tell you that is something. That is something to savor when you've when you've been pushed back, um, like on day one, and, and get headwinds. Um, so, oh, big wave there over the top. Um, yeah, that's about it, folks. Um, yeah, going good, I think. Um, feeling good, and uh, just trying to get into uh, just trying to get into that pattern and that routine. That you know. okay. Good luck bye-bye a couple of things that pop up there just them back to myself the first one was the 70 to 80 days line I'd obviously kind of mapped out a rough time estimate or time window or duration that it would take you know preparing myself mentally for that and you know two years down the line I'm, I'm sitting here kind of questioning is that a um is that serving, would that, would, would that something I would do now? Does that serve me positively in, you know, trying to, you know, stay present and try to stay in a concentrated state? Or is that something that's going to add to your psychological uh, discomfort? I don't have an answer off the top of my head. It just, it just uh, popped in there as I was listening back. And the other thing was, um, how happy i was to actually have uh, rested but also moved forward you know this route that um, we cross um, i say we as in the the talisker whiskey atlantic challenge this annual race and its uh, participants and its boats so we so this race is on a route called the trade wind trade wind one route which um Basically, means historically, um, there is winds blowing at that time of year, blowing um, across consistently this um, area of uh, the landmass of Earth. Yeah, so they're called the trade winds. It's how um, Christopher Columbus would have found his way to the, the New World. Uh, 500 and whatever 50 or no, yeah um, all those years ago <laughs> let's just say that so the truth is that even if you did no rowing and plot something in the ocean far enough out away from land and uh, tides and um, onshore winds uh, it will eventually make its way across, it will eventually be, car- be carried across, um, it will eventually make its way across the Atlantic to yeah. generally uh, north of South America or the Caribbean or somewhere like that. So um, this year, this race, we had actually very consistent trade winds, and um, that was kind of my first window to see them um working in my favour uh and getting a few hours keep and waking up and, and you know looking um, at the GPS and seeing that made a few miles or seen there was a few times now it was very rare but there was a few times during this crossing where I woke up and the boat was doing like two point something knots and there's nobody rolling the fucking thing and I it's uh, after a while, it, it does uh, make you pretty happy to see even someone like me who wants to feel like he has um, accomplished it by manpower alone and hasn't been helped in any way. I mean, that's all a great attitude and a great mentality mentality to have, but the realistic thing is when you're in the middle of the fucking shit and the grind and the discomfort and the, the challenge um, and... know you're just you're not in that headspace anymore like you're just in this survival grind 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 and you wake up to that and you're like nice (laughs) happy days but it was very very rare uh, as you're going to find out uh, and find out why for me so move on to day four um and the, the video for day four is a little bit unusual as in I suppose you need some context around the video, or I should say the audio from day four is a little bit unusual um, because, and I think it's time I give you some context on why I was making these videos. So I had this piece of equipment called the BGAN, which is a broadband satellite uplink. So I was basically able to send these little, um, well, I was able to have broadband on the boat basically. Uh, through the satellite, I had this kind of uh, receiving unit, um, and I had an app on my phone, and I was able to link the unit to the satellite through this kind of beeping noise. So basically, um, the I turn on this kind of brick of a unit, and it would start beeping. And the closer I got it in that satellite in the sky, the closer together the beeps would go. So beep 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 beep, beep would mean it was connected. I would give you a percentage roughly on your phone through the app, you know. And then you'd just use, believe it or not, you use WhatsApp or I would use WhatsApp to send these videos and these audio files that you were hearing back to a friend of mine who was posting them on uh, Facebook and Instagram. So I had only so much data because as you can imagine, something like that is expensive. So I had only so much data. So I was trying to, I had no idea, I mean, even to. What was it two or three days before the start of this race i was looking at this thing that i was very lucky i had a sponsor come on board Dirk and concrete in um, new york to to purchase and um i was looking at it going how the fuck do you use that thing i need to need to figure this out so uh, thankfully the the organizers of the the race uh, atlantic campaigns have a um, partnership with Maila Sail in the UK, so Maila Sail send out, and they're like marine communication specialists or whatever. So there was this guy uh, walking around the dock, and I was had my eyes on him, going, I need to talk to that fella. About that began, um, and about two days before the race started, I asked him to show me how to use it because I was reluctant because I hadn't purchased it through them. I purchased it in the United States thanks to. Um, a good friend of mine, poor Durkin at Durkin Concrete, you know, who who were a sponsor of mine. So, um, yeah, I was reluctant to actually approach him because I knew, well, like that was he was in place to help people who had purchased whatever. I don't think many people have began my year I think I was one of the first people ever to actually do regular videos. And the reason I discovered it is because just watching the race from the year before, I'd seen a couple of videos from Christmas Day that other boats had sent home. And I was like, I basically contacted them and said, How did you do that? And they said, I had this thing called Began. So I just went and bought it because I really, really uh, wanted to share this journey with people. Uh, and share the ups and downs and the experience and i just thought what an amazing thing to be able to do like to bring people along and uh you know the way my journey worked out it uh attracted a lot of attention because it was it was a roller coaster but this day four was the first video um that followed up so that would be sent home and was followed on from the day one video which i i was able to send because it was still in I was still in 3G at the time. I was just able to ping it away. So um, I wasn't sending them every day, even though I have videos for every day. And I was just, I was taking them anyway. Well, eventually it became quite cathartic, but just at the start, these ones are quite like matter of fact and nearly just um, uh, a review of my day. But later on, they become much more (laughs) Bear with me. Sometimes a little bit philosophical, sometimes ranty, sometimes. They're just, they were events for me. Um, and there was like having somebody on the boat uh, like a therapist on the boat that i could to. so this was um the video from day four and it's quite it goes over a lot of what I, I would have already talked about but that's the context behind it have a listen hi guys um four full days in and i wanted to give you a little bit of an update on uh on how things are progressing. Um, Obviously, last time I talked to you, I was in a bit of a state, uh, physically, mentally, and emotionally, but uh, processed that real quickly and got on with things, and I've been churning away since then. Um, All good. Body was in some sort of uh, shock, I think, just because I hadn't done too much in in about three weeks. So, um, yeah, I got over that pretty lively and um, got stuck into things, and uh, yeah, all good since then. No real dramas. making a bit of ground slowly but surely as you can see this is, this is what I'm looking at every day, not a lot but um, we we'll just keep plugging away one stroke at a time and uh, seem to be making a bit of progress so I believe there's a bit of concern because of, uh, of that video which is uh, understandable I suppose and um, completely, uh, completely appreciate it so thanks very much to everyone at home and uh, keep following, cheers! So next week I'll continue on starting with day five and um, things start to become a little bit less bland and the weather starts to kind of show what she has in store for us. So I look forward to sharing that with you. I hope that you got some value in today's um, episode and I just would like to mention (laughs) while i'm uh closing out this one is the the audio quality obviously wasn't up to what it has been and just down to my own um mistakes or lack of technical notes um a few weeks back when i was recording it i uh, just struggled to get all the mics connected up and I, i could tell it wasn't sounding similar to what i'd recorded before but i just couldn't figure out what was going on Eventually I I discovered the hidden button, or the button that was hidden to me for uh, a little while and was uh, driving me cracked. But um, it just meant, uh, yeah, poor sound quality. We'll, we'll be back, unfortunately next week isn't great either, but after that, from, from episode 5 onwards, they're, they're back to this type of quality, which I think is much easier on the ears. Um... So uh, apologies with that and just bear with me and hopefully the content um, is strong enough, to, is valuable enough, is substantial enough to keep you coming back, keep you engaged during and keep you coming back for the next episode because uh, I know I'm biased um, but there's some uh, <laughs> some exciting stuff ahead. Um, so yeah. If you have any questions about Day 1, day You know, this episode 2 to 4 Or anything really about ocean rowing Or anything Generally uh, Don't hesitate to get them to me uh, In a few weeks I'm going to do a QA and a Kind of midweek session So a kind of bonus Um, episode I'll Compile all these Questions over the weeks And um, You know, just do one where I reach for them all and do my best to answer them. So, if you'd like to throw your hat in the ring with one of those with a question, um, you can get it to me a few different ways. The simplest way is probably through Instagram and the actual page for this podcast, which is deep underscore roots underscore podcast. You'll find that, um, obviously, there but also through my page which is at auld uh, old a-u-l-d underscore stock so either of those um the question will get to me or through my web- website damienbrown.com if you'd like to support the show if you're kind of enjoying what you're listening to um and forgiving the audio quality today subscribe follow and rate the show so leave a little review on whatever platform you get your podcast that'd be great that'd be really helpful and and then just share it you know share it on your own social medias or share it um with friends whatever directly that, that would be a huge um boost and support to the show and to myself at this kind of crucial juncture we're only getting into things like i said and there's some good stories ahead Um, and there's some epic um, adventures for myself ahead which I'm you know every time I do a new adventure and some of which I'm going to talk through right now um, I will do another series um, and I'll be much closer to the action you know I'm, I'm having to delve back into Two years of kind of a fuzzy memory, but thankfully I've all these little video clips to to reignite some stuff. But, you know, from now on, um, since we started this and, you know, I obviously have that um, focus going into adventures that I'll be trying to capture more stuff. Hopefully the plan is to do a a dispatches um, series while I'm in these places and then come back and then do much more long form a series, a uh, po- podcast um, series on them so right now I'm looking at uh, Mount Everest uh, next April, May 2021 that was obviously cancelled on me um, this year because of COVID so fingers crossed, you know, five and a half months from now I'll be able to get on a plane to Nepal and give that an attempt after that we have I've peaked Lennon in kyrgyzstan a little bit less extreme and challenging than obviously mount everest but still a beast of a mountain in itself over seven thousand meters Um, i'm bringing a group of um people with earth's edge there which is very exciting um going to be doing hopefully one of those leading one of those expeditions or climbs every year with true earth's edge so you know loads of opportunities if you have any interest in joining and after that i have a expedition um that i can't actually talk about um but what i can say about it is that it's going to be a world first it's going to be something that's never been done obviously it's got a host of guinness world records attached to it i am a a team member uh, in that um so that is hugely exciting uh really looking forward to that and really excited by it and the challenge the experience the the possibilities with it, the opportunities with it and the reach you can get as well so that's that's um that is kind of the end of 2021 2022 and then into 2022 i have project Empower, which is a row from new york an ocean row the other way uh, from new york to galway so um speaking of things that are exciting that is just incredibly like something i'm unbelievably um passionate about i see it as a legacy piece for me and um i am I, um, yeah doing a lot of work on it at the moment some you guys you know if you guys follow me on social media you would have seen um the Row came out this week which is a short film by a good friend of mine, Larkin Hines which is all about the story of and myself and Gussie and then what we're trying to do with Project Empower uh, Gussie is good, for, a very good friend of mine a long, long, lifelong friend who's doing it with me doing it in a pair um, so I'm sure you would have seen that in, with a, lot of, a lot of people share it and um, yeah, really got God, it's got its exposure online anyway on social media um and then um on the back of that then we launched the crowdfunding for project empower crowdfunding campaign to try and raise some funds to build the expedition boat that has been something we've been putting a lot i mean a lot a lot a lot of time into before and right now running it through social media and it's also running it offline, trying to get people to, um, you know, see the value in that um, expedition, in that challenge, in that project. We want to write a book about the whole experience and everything we learn on it. And like something I'm incredibly passionate about that I'm trying to do with this podcast is to share those learnings, like not just share everything that comes up, everything behind why you would even do this and how you go about it and then what the experiences are like um and what you see about yourself and what you learn about yourself and what you learn about life and what it gives you back the rewards of it so hopefully that book and also a documentary movie about it are both in the in the planning so it's a it's a big project and it's um a lot of a lot of a lot a lot of hard work going in behind so that's it for this week um Thanks very much for listening. Um, Thanks very much for supporting. Do your best with spreading the word and um, remember to keep striving for more from yourself. Cheers.